0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, your Thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news, the buzzwordiest topics with a touch of what, Terrence? Humor. Humor, man. Some say humor, some say comedy, some say satire.
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, definitely stuff that, that gets people talking, I would say yeah 100%. yeah stuff
0: that gets people yeah. talking some i mean most of the time stuff to do with singapore but sometimes even if there's an international incident we still look at it but but from the singaporean perspective yeah the the east asian uh east meets the west east, east asian east east meets west uh singaporean perspective uh, as we always say, yeah, tell east everyone asian. yeah but it's more like the Southeast Asian lah, because I feel East Asian is only representing you. Hello, I'm oh. from South Asia, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, So it's sorry. Southeast Asian. Can you not sorry, forget sorry. the
1: yeah, South? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me Please. let me go and get my racial lens again. Okay, got yeah, it. Speaking yep. of which, uh, speaking yeah. of
0: which, I I watched I watched watch Shang Chi last night and I have my oh, thoughts, really? uh. <laughs> Oh, what, what, what
1: uh, You what your your thoughts? Oh, a bit, oh, it's your one shock thing, lah. one shock thing.
0: Uh I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a shock thing, lah. Like. I was a bit underwhelmed. Okay. Okay. So. Just wanted to say that, uh, it, it. and and I'm curious how people feel about the movie because I haven't been able to find any lukewarm uh, reception. So if anybody has any thoughts, I would love to to hear from you. Everything is just glowing, fucking reviewing, mm. and it's amazing. La. Yeah, you should you have it. As, it right? You
1: should have it as your one show thing. La. Yeah. Okay la, can, Maybe maybe I'll talk about it about later. It. Then you can bitch about it. Then you have yeah. like, sympathy. Eh, no,
0: no, bitch. Not, not bitch, not bitch. Okay. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I will. So if you're listening in, just just wait till the end. I will talk about my thoughts on Shang Chi. Yeah.
1: Uh. But okay, today, cool. yeah, today is a very interesting episode. I'll first stop. I mean, actually, do we have anything to plug before we go in?
0: Um. Maybe just the the general growth of this podcast. Uh. Should I do it? Yeah. 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 That's why I'm waiting for you. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Cool. Yeah. So. So if this podcast has 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 made you think, made you smile, made you laugh at any point, um, it would be great if you could share it with at least one person, you know. I mean, we started it last year, and now we reach like thousands of people a week, which fucking blows my mind every time I think about it. Mm. So, so, And it has grown primarily through word of mouth, through, through people just sharing our, our podcast. Line. And every week on our Reddit, we hear from people saying, oh, just discovered a podcast, thanks. And it really warms the cockles of our hearts. Mm. And I say that to set the context.
1: Yeah, there were a lot of opportunities for segues. uh, The cockles line about reaching Mm. thousands of people because Mm. that's what our topic is about. uh.
0: Exactly. And what is that topic, man? Uh,
1: Opposition member of parliament, Jameis Lim, came out, Mm. uh, I think, yesterday on Facebook and said, uh, you know, TLDR wrote an article saying, not article, Facebook post saying we should remove masks outdoors unless in crowded areas such as markets. uh. I mean, long story Mm. short, he's advising that based on the science and based on on what we're trying to, you know, achieve with uh, mask wearing, maybe the best approach going forward is to only wear masks indoors, right? Mm. So, Mm, uh, yeah, this is, uh, I mean, this is... uh, by itself, it's a very controversial topic, regardless of whether it's in Singapore or anywhere else, because mask wearing, yeah. as you all know, has been super politicized in the past year and a half. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but but that's where we're at. Huh? So why 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 did this interest you of all all the different things going on in the world?
0: Um, I mean, because the thing is. Like, you know how last year when we were going through the pandemic for, for in a very weird way, it really felt like the whole world was going through this together. Lah. You know, like, mm. everywhere is locked down and everybody... And I think that that in some way was a kind of like comforting feeling that, okay, regardless of what country, you're getting fucked by the, by the, by COVID. Lah. Mm. But now, I mean, we've seen it happen over the past few years where it feels like different countries are almost in different universes, lah, not different worlds. and And... I think we spoke about it a few weeks ago when we started watching the Premier League games and you know, seeing full stadiums mm. and then you still see Australia and, and like in Melbourne protest against lockdown because they're still in lockdown and I think now it's at the tips of everybody's uh, mind like, that okay, so, uh, and even in Singapore, you know, we were saying we're going to we're gonna live with the disease as endemic mm. um, then we are talking about increased restrictions and the case is spiking so I think it's in, I would assume it's in the mental space of everyone like okay, what is happening now? Should anything change? Should we become tighter lockdown? Should we just live with it? and I thought that's why it's interesting like, and and seems that there is a lot of chatter online as well like. mm, 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 mm. yeah but what about you um yeah i mean the the same thing I'm just
1: seeing so many uh the the rest of the world at least a lot of parts in the u s and u k opening up right and mm. uh i mean i i this reading his um post made me interested in the science. Behind uh, mask wearing, like right, like, like, does it mm. really uh, help things? And, and yeah, like like he even references the the most recent uh, large scale randomized control trial of mask usage in Bangladesh, um, which was I think over like three hundred thousand people uh, across like ten villages or something like that la Where where mm. the basic the basic result was that thirty percent of increased mask usage reduced um, COVID. By about uh, symptomatic COVID, uh, by about ten percent. So uh, mm. although that doesn't sound like much, but I think, but the the, the message is: if imagine if it was hundred percent mask usage, how much more would we have reduced COVID by, la, right? You know, mm, mm, um, mm. so it proves that masks work, lah. Um, but I think what James is trying to do is to bring in a little bit of the the psychology behind uh, being mandated to wear masks, la, right. Because mm. that's not something that most people are used to. And uh, you I mean, let's, let's not count places like uh, Japan, you know, where they're a bit more conscientious about when they're sick, they actually wear masks automatically and things like that. Lah. Um, mm. But yeah, mas- mask wearing is a... There, there's a lot of psychology behind it. So some people see it as a... You know, it's terrible. It's a means of control. It's worse than, you know... It's worse than getting COVID itself and, and things like that. Lah. So... Uh, he I think he's trying to take that that human psychology aspect into account when talking about mask wearing la. Uh, but were you convinced yeah. by his arguments? Uh?
0: Mm, I think uh not not particularly um just based on a, on a Facebook post la. I do think it's a very valid question to bring up. Mm. Um because to me, like um uh, like I I wasn't convinced fully by his thing, but it was thought provoking enough. And right? to me, that's a good thing. La. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Were you? Um
1: he, uh, towards the end he mentions that he posed a parliamentary question about this, right? And mm. uh but I think it was shot down that, that you know by saying that masking at all times remains necessary and will be one of the last stipulations to go. So um Yeah. I mean, I don't think that he's particularly looking to die on this hill. He's just asking a question about it. Uh, because I think it's is basically symptomatic of, of uh, everyone's response to Singapore government's COVID uh, COVID measures now. Like, everyone's a bit like, uh, you know, where where are we along the along the way to getting endemic? Like, right? and, mm-hmm. and and everyone's just a little bit confused. Everyone's asking different questions or different things. But I guess coming from James Lim, because you know you would think that he's the most, he's one of the more level-headed, um, level-headed uh, people to 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 be asking these kind of questions. La. so there is a bit more meat behind it, la, so to speak. But I I, I I'm not I'm not
0: uh, I'm not actually in favour of of re- removing the mask mandate at this point, lah. Yeah, I I I figured that would be your stance, lah. Why? Eh? And um, I mean, because is it a race like, thing? Is it a race
1: the, thing? is it realistic uh,
0: no la, no <laughs> i'm just i'm don't even bring that in uh, there's a whole other podcast but i mean even between you you and me our whole stance towards the the potential of covid way back was a little different la. you know i mm. think it, by by and large you are uh, uh, more risk averse than than me uh, you were more callous I mean. about it like right Hey, no, 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 no. Okay, don't <laughs> No, try no, so and the words matter because you're saying risk averse, no. but it's
1: not about risk aversion. It's about. It's true, Don't right. care about science. No. Science no, kind no. of thing. Okay, uh. so,
0: so that's, where you, that's where you are being irresponsible by saying careless. Like you're saying careless, like, I don't care. Of course, mm. I care. Mm. But based on whatever uh, information that was available out there, it wasn't that clear. Like. And, and even in Singapore, the the debate around masks was not always we want 100% masks, even mm. globally. Uh, I I I will say that once okay it became like oh shit it's hitting the fan, I was all for us, mm. But I'm just saying why I figured that would be your answer is because your general stance towards this whole thing has been more cautious than mine, like, and understandably so because you have a kid. Oh no, right? no no no. But at that point that point I hadn't had a kid yet, lah.
1: I think no lah, if but I find I way I, what? No, but if I just go back a little bit um back to during that period, yeah, the even the the Singapore government Initially, they were saying that we didn't need masks, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, exactly. Remember, there was a study that I told you about. The there's generally people who who are more trusting of the government. They are uh, more more yeah they they definitely def, they would definitely be the ones who are more um, following what the government says, like you know. So, so it's basically mm, how it's, a, it's almost a measure of how how much you listen to
0: establishment. Uh, Instruction. Say hey, fuck huh? you, la, Okay, no, no, no you're really, no. really joining a, a dot. No, I think you're. No, I the know, study, there was remember? one study. There yeah. was one study. But even you take away that, that study and you know, all, you are joining a dot that I think is falsely... It's painting okay, Harash. It's okay. No, it's okay, no, okay to follow establishment. Don't give me the shit. Why so defensive? No, it, it's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay if you are willing to settle. You'll settle. Na, you know, never willing to, to you know explore new, new terrain and no, no. push yourself out of your comfort zone. So, so I, no, was no, saying, <laughs> okay. I was saying, I was saying
1: that back then, I was yeah I was a bit more anti establishment in the sense that I didn't trust what the government no, was telling me No but you are me.
0: you are you are assigning anti establishment uh, this rhetoric. It I was think totally, it was based on totally sur- irrelevant.
1: Based on some research and a survey, la, you know. Yeah, because but uh,
0: you are like. just pointing at two different trends and and joining it together, like You you telling me like fucking? You say you are anti-establishment. Uh, I think yeah, la, uh, I also uh, am in many ways, but many ways I'm not, la. But I think that is a totally tangential thing that you're trying no, no, to no, no. associate was, and join
1: dots. No, no, I'm I'm literally saying that the survey was about. Um, how dangerous you think COVID was, is there is mm. a correlation with how much you trust the government. That was that was exactly yeah, what correct. the study was. That's all, that's all it like, is. You know. It's
0: a correlation. Yeah, but
1: that's very, assigning very causality to a correlation. No, no, no. I and think that the study totally had more <laughs> than just, it wasn't just about correlation and everything. Like, you know, so that, that, I mean, obviously, there's a statistics element to
0: it. I'm just saying, don't, don't panic, don't panic. you know. No, it's no, just, no. I'm not panicking. It was just a I study that was me. out there at that time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's one study. You know how many like anti-vax arguments are also based off one study? Mm. But it's one study. Mm. And I think that is you bringing in this this thing to make it seem like, oh, you're a rebel and all that. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. no. I'm not, I'm not.
1: I, will, I will admit, I will admit, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a rebel. But, but generally, yeah. Yeah, la, I was quite distrusting of, of, of official narratives that were going about at the point of time. Admit,
0: yeah, but even yeah. between you and me, I would say you are more cautious in general. Right. I'm more sceptical, uh, yeah, sceptical. Uh, yeah. Cautious, sceptical, I uh, two sides of the same coin. Uh.
1: <laughs> why, why do you want to paint it as, as a risk thing when I'm saying it's a, it's a distrust of, of uh, you know, being told exactly what, what things are, uh, you know?
0: No, but that distrust thing is can apply to a whole bunch of other fucking things. Whereas the thing is, if you, mm. the result of that is you being more cautious, even if it's more cautious about what the government says, mm. what I'm saying is still true, uh. No, 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 I'm, I'm a skeptic,
1: lah, In the sense that I, I, I don't even, I won't even be particularly offended if someone said that uh, I'm a bit of a, you know, conspiracy theorist or uh, I, mm. I tend towards conspiracy theories because I, I feel yeah, that is, that is part of my makeup. That is part of, uh, yeah, evolution. All that. So I'm not getting defensive mm. about all these things. I'm just saying, I, I'm not I'm just saying the words uh, being used to say risk averse or, or. Skeptical or that do matter la, because they they do inform the intention by okay, which so by which <laughs> I so uh, by which I made my decisions early on. La. And my decision back okay, then, then was that I didn't really trust what the author the the official word was la. Cause Because uh, I remember at that point in time, even the WHO was like downplaying yeah, yeah. downplaying COVID in in China right the spread of COVID in China yeah, as yeah, well, yeah, yeah which is yeah. Like, disastrous la.
0: yeah la. So so again mm. we okay maybe we both agree that both of us use words that were. Uh just more inflammatory than anything. <laughs> I mean yeah, la, you started <laughs> so la, you started You started no so can't. that's just we no, establish okay. that, yeah. so, okay. so so this is this is interesting in the sense mm. because I can imagine a lot of people currently also debating mass, mm. going down the same path correct, and correct. digging up all this emotional baggage yeah. from the past and in the end severing the argument. Like so, so, thankfully yeah, we have actually, a podcast this, to keep this, us as friends.
1: No, but this argument was it was pre-planned la. We decided We decided before this to have this (laughs) argument to give you all a a view of what people are are arguing like.
0: Yeah, that's right. that's the reality. This is like Reddit in real life. (laughs) (laughs) We just acted it out and it was very very good. We just acted it out. Yeah. Yeah. And scene. Yeah. Okay. So now back back to the back to the topic that we were talking about and where we where we last left off. I think like right now why I also found it interesting is because. On one hand, we are being fed <laughs> info that oh shit, we are now a thousand over a thousand cases a day, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think that is is something that everybody can't deny. Mm. But on the other hand, we are also hearing okay, we need to live with the uh, with the disease as being endemic, and then we are hearing Lawrence Wong with his whisperings, mm. and this has been happening over the past few weeks. So I feel when he posts this right now, uh, yeah. of course. Of course, I have to take it with a pinch of salt that he is a politician and he is voicing the thing that is on people's minds. La. Mm. Uh, so whether or not he he thinks this is the best time to bring it up, I think poli- politically, is a great time to bring it up. Mm. Because, it, because I think that that is the role of the opposition, la, to ask these kind of questions where even the incumbent is like, okay, we need to deal with this. And that's good because that's what that's what needs to to happen la. and if this is on everybody's mind in some mm. way Jameis is doing his job as a voice of the people la. yeah yeah yeah. but um, I mean the, the the
1: interesting things he talks about the behavioral aspects of this right but then, mm. I mean that doesn't he also miss out the you know he, he okay like like one very specific point he says is mask fatigue la, right that when you're mm. wearing a mask outdoors, it's very hot and everything in Singapore. And then when you... So that when people go indoors, their, their inclination is to merely rip off their mask, right? Mm. But, okay, he takes that into account, but, but he also doesn't think into account. How about the the fact that, um, you know, the the fact that when you wear a mask, it's a very grim and, and ever-present reminder that, that there's a pandemic going, uh, pandemic going on, right? And, yeah. and that makes you a bit more aware of everything, a bit more... Uh, a good reminder to wash your hands before you touch your face, touch your mouth, everything. Um, yeah. You know, to always do things and, and be just, just be doubly cautious when it comes to this. Because I mean, literally, I I'm like I go on walks with my my kid and all, and then I still see a lot of people, you know, like doing what I think are very antisocial behaviors, in spite of having masks, mm. right? Like that, they Correct. they still pull the mask down to to spit and things like that. So I was thinking, well, if their mask wasn't even there, right? this kind of behavior probably will be even more even more rampant, like, right? Just randomly spitting mm. and things like that. But the fact mm. that the mask is there, and you just, okay, I have to, you know, do that. So, I mean, I, and I'm not demonizing everyone like that. I mean, sometimes I see people who, who you know, smokers or whatever, they're smoking with a mask down, right? When they see me yeah. and my baby walking past, a lot of them, like, actually, they walk away or they pull their mask up and then they walk, they, they put the cigarette as far as possible from the road. Like. So, I, I'm, I'm quite thankful that that kind of behavior. And if it makes everyone a little bit more conscientious that way. I, I'm actually all for still wearing masks. La.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you ask me right now, I'm also with you on that. I think, like, right now wearing masks, um, it it feels like, okay, it is, yeah, it is uncomfortable. Um, mm. But at the same time, I think one thing that made me uh, kind of like, oh, shit, like, was when I read, I think another article online uh, that was titled Calls Grow Among Experts in Singapore for Mandatory Vaccination Has COVID-19 Cases Spike." So I guess juxtaposing that sort of article with Muslim was like, wow, okay, like the timing seems a bit off. I mean, it's a valid question, but there was one fact that it was covered um, that in Singapore, apparently we have uh, 100 ICU beds for COVID-19 patients and it can increase to nearly 300 at short notice, mm. which to me is a fucking small number. Yeah, <laughs> Like I knew... I knew we had limits on ICU beds but when I saw that, I don't know, it it just, it just uh, hit me that, oh shit, that is a very small number and then I was thinking because I also have seen uh, videos of some of my friends travelling in Europe and you see crowds of people in like a German parade square not wearing masks and all Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, wait, uh, how come, how come we are not like that? But I don't know whether it's one of those things that given that we have a, almost like a ceiling of 300 beds Mm. for bigger countries, just by virtue of being bigger and having more hospitals, is there something about like I mean them being having more ICU beds? Granted, uh, spread out, but if they need to focus on one particular area, they can assemble something like because. So th- then th- and and that was the kind of things that I was thinking. Okay, is there something unique about Singapore as a country, where yeah we are first world city, we are first world country. There are many other first world countries that have relaxed border uh their restrictions, but is there something about us that. Really makes us in a puts us in a very precarious position and really on the cusp of things going apeshit uh, Again, I think again, I mean
1: the answer to everything is because Singapore is a city state law. You know, like yeah. the U.S. and and and, and the U.S. I think is a, uh, only ten states out of the fifty states have mask mandates. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, you know, places like Walmart uh, and all have their own their own mask indoor mask mandates. Are they? They say that if you want to go Walmart, you gotta you gotta mask up lah. So, mm. but once you leave Walmart, you are essentially, you know, there's a lot more space, lah. Um, so, so in places like the US and UK, I, I mean, the, the the situations where people congregate, uh, you know, together a lot, um, uh, yeah. They they should wear masks. I think they, I think they're making a mistake by not having them wear masks. But after that, once they leave the place and they spread out everything, actually, it's it's much more. There's much more social distancing, like It's easier to achieve. Then compared to Singapore, Singapore is like, you know, you and I mean, what what does going outdoors even mean? You know, you take public transport, all that. There's outdoors also, right? don't uh, oh, no, I
0: think public. I think public transport will be indoors. Oh, the indoors you okay. step out, okay. Yeah,
1: but, yeah but you know, even like the, the bus stop, you know, a bus stop, the open air bus stop, is it? Yeah. Is it considered yeah. outdoors or indoors? Then you step away outside. Once you step outside the shelter, are you considered indoors or outdoors? You know, or do you have to be five meters away? So I, I think it will just be. Uh, a lot more confusion as well about what is indoors what is outdoors in singapore lah, right
0: yeah and and i mean you do like you do have certain streets or areas in singapore that really see masses of people are like outside yeah. mrt stations for example yeah yeah right um and i think like while while i think it's 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 still good that he asked it and is making maybe people think a bit more but I think these sort of conversations are, are important, like, Because I like you have also seen people spitting in public, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, should I, should do I confront them? You confront like, them s- or? I haven't because I do I don't, why? Why? like. You're no, com- but that I'm makes like, you complicit. I, yeah, so that's why I'm like, just like the apple, the apple sign, the the loading thing is just hanging on my head. I'm like, what do you do? like? Don't fucking spit. Yeah. Like on the ground, no, yeah. not even on the grass or anything. Like, um. So so it's one of the things not okay, so but I've also seen some people say, you know, like everybody complains about the government treating us like children. Here's a chance to, you know, let us grow up and be responsible. Is this part of the problem? Like that we are never we are never kind of assumed to be able to be responsible as a society. And for me it's like uh yeah, when it comes to COVID and all, I think we can we can practice that when it comes to other things. Mm. For COVID I'm I am willing to like okay you know what for now we suck it up until it's a bit more clear like, like we can still ease restrictions you know gatherings of people uh the size numbers and dining out and all that I think that should still be along the lines of like okay uh, how how can we do it such that we treat the disease as as uh, endemic like, but yeah. to just go mask off I think that is a woo, yeah that's a tall order man so yeah to I,
1: I guess to everyone who you know feels like oh, you know, we've been living this so long already and we already got vaccines and everything. Why do we still... I mean, the uh, a grim reminder of where we're at uh, is that the the death toll from in America from COVID-19 just surpassed that of the 1918 flu pandemic already. Lah. So it is mm. officially America's deadliest pandemic uh, so far already. Lah. In America, mm. lah, you know, we're talking about like the, you know, the, the well, the, obviously the, the icon of the first world and everything you know this is officially the worst pandemic we're in uh. so mm. tells you like you know the, we need to really examine where we are in history and, and think about think about the steps that we're taking how we'll be how how people I mean in the future we'll look back at this uh, this period and then realise like what, what are the mistakes were made and things like that law, and then try to avoid getting to
0: that stage as much as possible la. yeah exactly and I mean I wish this would be something that I mean because the thing about this sort of Facebook post right mm. as opposed to a conversation in Parliament or something is that I think it is I can see a lot of people rallying behind it because yeah like at a high level it is a primal feeling like, like what people are feeling now but I think there's so many things to consider that a Facebook post itself I don't so so that that is one thing like is this the best platform to share his thoughts mm. like Instagram mm. or Facebook? Mm. You know, because like, like what you said, I mean, certain things we have pointed out. Also, I think uh, certain things you said, I I it didn't occur to me. And yeah, lah, those are valid points, lah. And I think we all know how discussions on Facebook and Instagram always pan out. Mm. And in this day and age, right, is it just something that is what playing to to populist sentiment, lah? Yeah, I mean, and I I that like for
1: example, you go to the faces Facebook post. Uh, the first I mean one of the the top comment that is fed to me is by. A, Lisa Xu, Dear MP, what about the kids who can't get vaccination and those below two years old who can't even wear a mask outside? Can you be more responsible in what you're posting and show concerns for the young and elderly, please? And then James mm. replies, I encourage you to read the post carefully. Blah, blah, You know, I care significantly Uh, since I live with both an elderly and a child or two. But we should formulate public policy on the basis of evidence, not emotions. I mean, mm. when he said that last night, I'm like, I mean then you're living in La La Land half of your job as a politician is to is to be able to communicate these ideas such that they appeal emotionally to people so it's not just about hard evidence right
0: yeah exactly exactly and he's not Uh, convincing anyone with with this argument yeah but then of course, uh some people also uh, uh, act, uh like kind of showering praise on his response to that as well as the post itself, lah. Mm. Uh which feels like Ugh, is this? and and that's where I guess this Facebook, Instagram post and all yeah, I don't know, yeah. Mm. Like I, I can't I can't remember when or oh, I tried to look up when he asked the question in Parliament, but that was also a very different time lah. Mm. Right. So yeah, this kind of Facebook post mm mm. I mean Yeah. Yeah. I mean even on the Reddit Reddit thread for this there's like four hundred plus comments and counting and it feels like the discussion there is okay, it's it's somewhat civil, but um a lot of things get lost in the weeds. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully hopefully conversations like the one we're having uh are useful. I hope it's useful. Mm. I hope the mock argument that we acted out, you know, <laughs> was uh <laughs> You can <laughs> we'll find all we'll the links to the research
1: feedback. in the description later.
0: Yeah. That's why we can even put the script that we wrote last night uh for the for the theatrical play that we put on earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But but interesting, like, I guess, I guess, yeah. In 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 view of of the the current situation, also, it feels like, hmm.
1: Yeah, hmm. I you know, the fact that we're not, like, everyone's really confused, like It's really confused, like, like, like even, I mean, even just a little anecdote, like over the weekend, uh, I had a third degree scare re- related to COVID. Someone I I I saw over the weekend, uh, was in close contact with someone who, who was positive from COVID. Mm. And uh mm. I was like, okay, okay, let's test, let's test, let's test. Where are the ARTs that are supposed to be have been sent to us? Then I realized that we actually never received ours. Um mm. then I, I, I sent I sent my wife to go to Watson's to get the ARTs. They're sold out. They're sold out, dude. Mm. Like and then I look up there is an article literally saying that ART kits are now sold out la in, a, in a lot of places mm. in Singapore. Um uh yeah and then and then after that I had to rely on uh you know, Good Samaritan to, to send me to send me his ART wow. kits. Yeah. I wanna who's wow. that good Samaritan. <laughs> <I don't
0: know. laughs> oh well, the good Samaritan sounds awesome. You mean he volunteered yeah, to the, send you his ART kits. Wow.
1: It's the a friendly Mr. Government Trusting uh, <laughs> <fuck> Mr. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> what a backhanded compliment. Yeah, you no, know, but, 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 but Harish stepped forward at a very crucial time to to courier over um uh his set of ART kits which I which I owe him back lah so I mean I will also do the same. Don't worry, he will have his, his test kits back as well. <laughs> but uh yeah yeah also you know, like ART test kits like you, you I mean so yeah and, and apparently there are people who are so they don't know what to do when uh you know when they get COVID now such that they have even to form what uh, telegram groups to sort of give give each other support and instructions. Um, mm. So I, I I just feel everything is just very like wow you are getting information piecemeal, piecemeal. So when something like this comes from Jameis, right? And Jameis is part of our parliament, right? And you feel yeah. like, Oh yeah, you know, he's the voice of reason and things like that. So maybe it's very it's very important that someone like him speaks up about this thing, then yeah, like it, it probably adds fuel to to a lot of skeptics' fire, that that we shouldn't listen to whatever instructions are given, or even though they're so messy already by the government and all Yeah. Yeah. So, so would you would you prefer that he didn't post this? I I think it would have it should be maybe in some kind of um, uh. If this is his personal view about things, that's fine. But th- right now, over Facebook, there's no way to really refute him unless you go in the comments. But who's gonna go in the comments and read comments, right? So like mm-hmm. like if he had a the open discussion with a scientist or or something like that about about it, and then we sort of, then we sort of hear from both sides at the same time, lah. I think that's yeah. w- that's responsible if that can be organized i mean you know if james could w- would one day want to come on our podcast and talk about it yeah i'm sure we would yeah, man. we would love to be able to sort of push
0: back or even just ask questions poke holes at what he's thinking as well lah, right yeah or even pe- the stuff that people say in comments we will be we will be your voice yeah you know we will even speak it like the way you type it just so that it's all captured into the same piece of content lies because po- right now in the social media world the post still has a lot more of a status or visibility than the comments, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't yeah. think it'll ever reach a point where it has given e- it's given equal footing. I think Reddit is probably the only place where it feels like okay, the comments matter a lot, la. Yeah,
1: or even just like a conversation between two people, as opposed to one person just laying down his thoughts. Like you know, you and I, the fact that we we are talking about it also, we also like see different perspectives and and all that as well, right?
0: Yeah, and yeah. you know one downside of doing this podcast is I don't feel like sharing my views on Instagram and Facebook anymore because I feel like, yeah, like I I, I enjoy the the back and forth conversation because mm. like I think we both have a lot of thoughts on a lot of different things, but I really have have no inclination to ever want to share anything publicly. You know, then I think like, hey, fuck! I'm a content creator. I need to share my opinions. Mm. Do you feel that? Um.
1: No, but I I generally we cover a lot of topics on this podcast, and I find so it's your outlet like it's your outlet. Yeah, sometimes I just tell people, oh yeah, actually I I, I talked
0: about it on my podcast. Ah. you can you can find out my opinion there. <laughs> you know? Then you sound like one of those fucking <laughs> douchebags, like oh, you know, I'm too. Too busy to tell you now, you can go listen to a recorded version of my thoughts. Yeah,
1: and, and you know, there's like 1,600 people on the subreddit discussing it as well. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you, you must should, say you all that. Join in, you join in there, lah. You go, you go and
0: sound off there, don't tell me, don't tell me, you know. Yeah, so someone <laughs> just asks you, so what are your thoughts on mass And your response is, yeah, yeah, I talk about it on my podcast. Our podcast is very highly ranked on Spotify. We get thousands of listeners yeah. a week, and our subreddit has 1,600 members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no mm. I mean, I, I sound like well. Mm. Let
1: me never correct that, but, but I don't mind having a face to face with someone. And to talking yeah. to them about things. But there's sometimes some people like message me separately. Um we, we, not I mean a lot of people message me separately saying they you know they agree or what. But there are some who message with the idea that they really want to just argue about something that I say on the podcast. You know? Oh really? Yeah. And then I'm like uh, yeah, I mean I I'm not I'm not I, I we don't put this podcast out there so that my friends can or your friends can message you and, and scold you or anything like that, you know. If you want to talk to Mm-mm. me, just talk to me, like, You know, but but don't don't message me on social media expecting me to. The next time reply they message you, it. you just call them
0: back. Just call, just call, <laughs> just call, and then see how they respond. See whether yeah. they pick up or not.
1: Yeah, they're, they're, the, the calling back thing is is a very yeah. is is uh what they call la,
0: a social anathema, area, right? Yeah, no I'm but that's anymore. that's what I mean you want to have conversation right you just call back and say you know I just noticed I saw your last <laughs> message thanks for sending the message let's have a conversation I think more people go like, oh shit I, I, I can't I can't yeah. do this I can't deal with this phone call <laughs> what the fuck you know phone yeah. call what is this yeah yeah man but but yeah so it, like it, curious to know what uh, our our listeners think about this topic because I'm sure that you all have thoughts yeah um our link to our subreddit is in the show notes as always But yeah, so, but speaking
1: of uh, conversations, uh, right? uh, We're we're actually, you guys are lucky because we're premiering something that we have never ever done before on this podcast.
0: Indeed. And what is that? Yeah. Um, It is a recorded interview with the MMA prodigy that is Victoria Lee, who is fighting her third professional fight. in one championship this Friday, twenty fourth September. Yeah, right? and this
1: is this is Victoria Lee, who is the youngest sister of the champions Angela Lee and uh, Christian Lee, her brother, part of the Lee yeah. family who fight under the One Championship banner. And uh, she's yeah. she's uh she's the the so called the the, pro- the the prodigy because she's only in a third professional fight and she's yeah like you said seventeen years old right? right. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, we had a chance to actually. Uh, speak to her uh, not for a full sit down uh, podcast because unfortunately even if they come to Singapore for their fights they're not allowed out the bubble to, to speak to anyone the, all, yeah. all they're allowed to do is to just go to the hotel and then go and fight and then get back to the hotel and that's it lah. Um, So mm. and, and, then, and we also spoke to her while she's still training in Hawaii so she's also quite short on time but she still gave us a good amount of time to just pick her brain lah, as a 17 year old uh, professional fighter, but what what about it? Was yeah. was
0: you think was was the interest interested you to speak to her? I mean, when we got tickets to the her uh, the the one fight where she debuted mm. and like destroyed her opponent, I think both of us were in the audience. She was sixteen at the time, is it? Mm, yes, correct. She was. Yeah, and we were like, oh fuck, she's a sec four student who's just kicking ass and like um like for me, the interesting thing was always like how how it feels like to be in. Her, her family. Like, because all siblings are professional MMA fighters and very, very accomplished. Mm. So, what I wanted to ask her was questions about, yeah, what about your family just facilitates that? Like, how, like, do you all ever not talk about MMA? Because um, yeah. there's one thing about running a family business. Mm. you know. But when it comes to a uh, professional fighting family, right, mm. Ooh, I bet all the other families are like, you know what? Don't fuck around with that family, because yeah. they will fuck you up, man. Imagine
1: the sibling, the sibling quarrels and stuff like that. How? Yeah, that's <laughs> How do you <laughs> referee? Buy new furniture you need a, buy new furniture yeah, You need an actual referee to break them up, you know. <laughs> that's
0: right. the dad, la, the dad's yeah. the, the trainer, that's right?
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but so, uh, so we did it. We did it remotely. She she was in Hawaii when she's uh she when we did the interview. She was I think in transport as she will she will uh. Mentioned on the podcast, but yeah, we did it remotely, and it was interesting because we haven't really done a remote podcast with someone who isn't a podcaster Mm. because we've done it with Jason Leong, Rishi Budrani. Mm. Uh, but yeah, this is the first non podcaster podcast interview, right? Yeah, I think we try to make it as as conversational as possible,
1: Uh, yeah, but you know, there are, we'll, we'll, I mean, we we still found it quite interesting to
0: answer all these questions, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll. We'll put some link in the show notes about her her exploits as a fighter yeah. um, to give you context. But even if you're not an MMA fan or something, it's still interesting given that she's 17 um, and already two fights in, like, fucking showing so much potential. Like, and she, her her job is to destroy people in the octagon. Like.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, let's just... Um, with no further ado. Let's check out Victoria mm. Lee. Victoria, uh, cool. we understand. You're, we understand you're caught in Hawaii traffic right now. Yeah. Uh, are you on your way, or or were you on your were you at practice or something, or are you on your way to practice?
2: I'm actually on my way to practice right now.
1: Got it, got it, got it. So so this is this is really precious time that you're taking to speak to us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, one one thing I, I I've always wanted to ask is uh, what what does what what does um where does Singap- what does Singapore mean to you when when you think about Singapore because you, I mean, you you obviously, you know, you fight a lot out of Singapore and, but you're, you're mainly training Hawaii. So what do you feel when, when someone says Singapore?
2: Well, Singapore is my second hometown. My dad is Singaporean, so it's in my blood and I've had the chance to visit the country multiple times when I was younger and I absolutely love it. It's a beautiful country and I get to see my family there and I always love to eat the Singaporean food there too.
0: Do you have a favourite food? Do you have a favourite dish?
2: Uh, one dish that I always get when we're there is the
0: bakute. teh. Bakute, teh. Bakute. <laughs> so awesome. guys, you heard it here. Victoria really loves bakute. teh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing you get the, the lean the lean meat, lah, right?
2: <laughs> um. Usually we get it <laughs> as our celebration meal, so I I don't have oh, to. Oh, so you go oh, yeah, all
1: out. You go yeah, all she, out. They can't <laughs> yeah. encourage. They can't eat. They can't eat
0: bakute every single day when they're training. <laughs> <laughs> so so I mean like I like you know you said you're on the way to training right now. Like um your event is coming up in in a week, uh, I believe. Uh, so so what is your schedule like right now as you prepare for the fight?
2: As I'm preparing for my third fight, the schedule is a little bit different. I'm still in school, so I have to factor that in. But I train two to three times a day, um, fitting this time to train in between schooling, and um, that's I train five days a week, and, wow. <laughs> and um, I feel very prepared for my upcoming bout.
1: No yeah yeah we we definitely know we we when we watched your debut we were like I think Harish and I both felt a little ashamed because at your age I don't re- I don't remember working so hard towards <laughs> anything or being particularly passionate about every, anything um so actually that's why we feel that a lot of young singaporeans would be wondering what 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 is it um what does it mean to you know uh be a professional fighter do you do you, do you feel like uh do, do you feel you ever have to explain to people your age or your friends like what you're doing and then you feel like sometimes people don't understand what, why, why you're making these sacrifices and all. And all,
2: I feel extremely grateful to to be able to start my professional career at such a young age. Um, I'm extremely grateful for my parents who have helped me to to start my career, and I think that regarding other people who who may question my age. I think that in this industry that I'm in, martial arts is, is the main focus is on the skills that you have um, as opposed to your age.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Well said, well said. Mm. And, and I mean, you come from a family of, of practitioners, right? So, so what do you think are some kind of lessons you've taken away from them or that your, your family holds dear that have helped your whole family achieve so much success in the sport? Because, yeah, I mean, you get families in Singapore who, I don't know, like uh, run different businesses. You get a family business uh, in all sorts of industries. But for MMA to be the focus of the family, that that's that's um, very interesting.
2: I think that our family is, we have such a close-knit family and MMA is, is something that we share, something that everyone is a part of. And, and the fact that we're so close, I'm able to to learn from each member of my family as I'm continuing in my MMA journey. I get to learn from my mom and dad, who are my coaches. I get to learn from my brother and sister, who are both my training partners and coaches. And I think it's really neat that it's a family thing that we all get to do together.
1: Fantastic. Um, I mean, uh, Harish and I, we both have uh, older brothers as well. Mm. And uh, I mean, yeah, you know, there is that family support when you're doing things, but do you ever feel sometimes maybe there's also the, you know, that friendly competition that you feel with your siblings that makes you want to do better than them and things like
2: that? Uh, I when we were younger, we were a lot more of that competitiveness with each other. But as we've gotten older, uh, it's, it's all positive (laughs) my siblings and I we just want the best for each other we're helping each other to grow and and just encouraging it's yeah
0: but do you all do you like um do you all set aside times when you're hanging out to not talk about MMA or is MMA part of every conversation
2: MMA is is not part of every conversation
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you'll have to actively kind of like because i know like um let's say me and my 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 sibling or my family there are certain times where okay we don't want to talk about work you know we just and we have to actively guard against that does mm. it come naturally for you guys or is it something that you also have some sort of structure in place
2: <laughs> i see uh well for our family it's it's not as structured we have very busy lives especially with the babies around, so uh, I think there's a lot more mm, to talk about mm. than just
1: fighting. That, that's very true, very true. I mean, I, I I recently became a dad myself, so I totally understand. Uh, once there's a baby in the house, it, it, everything just becomes much more complicated and noisy, Yeah. Right? Um, but also I just wanted, to... so yeah, just a follow-up to that. Outside of MMA, like, what what else does like, does Victoria Lee enjoy? You know, I'm sure I'm sure there's also other interests besides Bakute. Like, besides Bakute, we know about that already.
2: Uh, well outside of mma um i i have a few hobbies i enjoy cooking uh i enjoy mm. i try to learn a few more songs on the piano when i can and, and i like to draw so mm. so uh <laughs> my life is has been pretty busy and i haven't had much much time to to uh to do those hobbies but um when I do manage to get some sure, free time sure. to relax,
1: that's what I'm doing. So yeah, just a, a question because I think when we were at your fight, uh, I think you chose a very specific entrance music. Uh, that was about being born ready, right? By by Zane Wolf. Um, so I'm just wondering, uh, do you was it was that your choice of of a song to to walk out to for your debut? Um.
2: Well. That was a walkout song that my sister suggested, and my dad, my coach, mm. he thought it was a good song that would get us hyped up, and um, so we just went with it.
1: Uh, okay, okay, fantastic. Cause, cause, yeah, I mean, the the song essentially is, it almost says that it's in your destiny to one day become, you know, a champion in MMA, and everything. Else. So, um, I mean, victorially, you know, right now you you you're on your third fight, and 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 you've got a challenge up ahead, but do you see yourself in five years? Do you have a goal like uh, set up for yourself in, in MMA in five years' time, like where do you want to be?
2: My goal is to one day become a world champion. However, I don't set a timeline on when that, when I'm going to reach that goal. Um, I don't have any clue where I would be in five years because five years ago, I okay. would never expected that this is where I am. So, I'm just taking it one step at a time, mm-hmm. and I'm really loving every part of this journey
0: wow so so even if we if we rewind uh say three years ago like what 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 would your self uh three years ago say about okay what you hope to achieve by seventeen, or was it very clear that you are gonna enter fighting and and just go full on straight uh, straight away
2: uh well, three years ago i was I was fourteen, and I was uh, just starting to train with my older sister, getting more serious about mm. MMA and and um, preparing for my world and national championships coming up. Um, I was starting mm. to head into the direction, but I never would have imagined it would all happen this fast. <laughs>
0: um, that is awesome. But from a young age, you already had a had a had a passion for the sport.
2: Yeah, uh, growing. Growing up, um, uh, martial arts was a big part of our everyday life, and and um, I really enjoyed it. I had fun training, and and I had even more fun competing. So, um, yeah.
1: Hmm. Uh just just so uh, just a question because you're competing in the atom weight uh division right now, and uh, I mean obviously your your sister is a, a legend in the atom weight division. Um, if it ever comes down to you know one day maybe having to face your sister for the atom weight title uh world, the world championship title what would you would you uh want to take that fight and 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 and, and you know even just as a, as a just to see ultimately who could be who who's better just for this particular like, particular weight division
2: <laughs> my sister is definitely better than me because she is the <laughs> Adam weight champion, (laughs) and we would never fight each other.
1: But she says you're the, she, you're the, the, the you know, faster, better fight IQ version of herself, younger version of herself. So, so that's why the, I mean, there's a lot of hype in it. Everyone's like, oh, you know, one day there might be this, there might be, we might come to this. Do you you think that that could, um, that, that might figure in the cards one day?
2: My sister is my biggest fan. She's, she is just, so, she always um, gives me such high praise, more than, more than um, I deserve sometimes. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think, I know that we're never going to end up fighting each other.
0: <laughs> well,
1: I, I, forgive me if I'm, I'm not try, trying to stir, stir any... Anything, but uh,
0: yeah, just just curious. I would love to get into an MMA fight <laughs> with my brother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's funny. I get asked this question quite a lot, but our mm. family dynamics are are a little bit different, and yeah, um, yeah we. So, that's not how our family goes.
1: Sure, sure. Um, so actually, in your previous uh, two fights, they've gone by the way of submission. Um, so do you are you spending more time? trying to you know work on other aspects of, of of your game like striking as opposed to submissions because I mean everyone knows you're very dangerous with your submissions and, and everything already but but I think the striking aspect you know is, is something we haven't seen as much of from Victoria Lee. So is, is have you been spending more time working on that or how how do, how are you going about for the for your next fight?
2: Leading up to this next fight um, I've been able to prepare and just improve my overall game all aspects of it the grappling Mm -hmm. the wrestling striking and so i'm just trying to improve each area of my game to just keep on improving and and improving every area
1: got it got it okay Mm -hmm. and and how but how did how has COVID 19 uh affected your training or or your progression as a fighter was has it been a i mean for for peeps for some people being cooped up at home has given them more time to also work on on you know on things that they want to improve at uh, but, but how has it been for you
2: I feel very lucky that I still have access to to train every day I know that many gyms have mm. shut down because of of COVID-19 and I feel like very lucky that I get I'm still able to maintain the quality training as I as I've had um
1: from before the pandemic started. Oh, that's, that's cool. Uh yeah, because I think it's a it's a real inspiration that, that you know a lot of. I mean, your practically your debut, your signing of the contract, your debut, your second fight, and now even your third fight. They're all happening in the midst of this pandemic. So it's 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 very inspiring for for you know even just commoners like like Harish and myself to see how how you're like still you know reaching for your dreams and everything in spite of is about covid
0: uh, you know shutting the whole world down. Uh. So so you know I mean we we've we've seen uh, your fights and there's a lot of uh, media about you uh, and MMA in general has a sport has become a lot more popular over the past few years like but but what's one thing that people don't continuously get wrong about MMA that you you want to clarify like uh if you had a chance or like about M- about the sport about the fighters
2: um i uh, i don't think that this occurs too much Now, but in the past, I think that MMA was mainly uh, just classified to be like a male dominated sport, Mm -hmm. especially in Asia. But I think that um, my sister has done a lot for women's MMA in Asia, and she's really the reason that it started to grow and become a lot more popular. And that's why we can see the Adam weight division growing so much. Mm.
1: I see. Let's see. So, and is there is there a, a a dream fight for you that you know past or present? You know, legend or, or if, up up and coming person? Is there a dream fight for you that that you would uh, wish to have if you could if you could have your pick? Oh
2: no, I have I haven't thought about that. Oh, I'm just focused on my okay. next fight in a, about <laughs> ten days coming up.
0: That's good. That's good. So, so outside of your your siblings and and in your immediate circle, who are your the, your heroes that you look up to if any, if, be it MMA or sporting or or anything, anyone?
2: Um honestly I, I don't have any heroes that I look up to besides the members of my family. There are other fighters that I respect in other organizations. Um I really mm. like Valentina Shevchenko's fighting style and she's a very dominant champion in the mm. UFC mm.
0: I see. So, so that that's that's awesome. So, I mean, I'm I'm guessing you spend a lot of time just just watching other fighters and all. Um. So, so when you talk to your friends in school, uh, how is that? Is that a relationship with your friends that it because they lead very different world, uh, lives from you from you? Do you find a disconnect that, and how do you manage that?
2: No, no, I don't find disconnects when I'm at school with my friends. Um, they don't treat me any differently. Uh, we're just just like how it was before I started my career. Um, they have their own part time jobs and and just this just happens to be mine.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> wow! Wow! I know I know it sounds very black and white to you, but to to people who are not in maybe that blows my mind <laughs> that people yeah. could have a part time job. Um, yeah, like one of those more regular part time jobs, and this is your. Your side hustle. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I just feel
2: very lucky that <laughs> that I, I get, I have such an amazing job, and I was presented with this opportunity. Very grateful for it.
0: Wow. Do you enjoy school? Like, uh, like, or any subjects you enjoy in particular?
2: Um, I don't know if anyone truly enjoy school <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that means you don't know that means that means you don't <laughs> last time also when my parents asked me do you enjoy school I'm like I don't know if I enjoy <laughs>
1: yeah. no I mean do you, Victoria do you have any uh, uh, you know words of encouragement for let's say there's another 16 or 17 year old out there who's having a rough time because of you know COVID it's tough to see your friends you know there's no graduation ceremonies and it's tough to find, even a part-time job is, can be harder to find these days. Any words of encouragement for them as as, as you're going about, uh, you know, preparing for your next fight
2: as well? Um, well, I know that this pandemic has hit everybody and affected their lives differently, but um, just try to, to not focus on everything the pandemic has taken away because for some, it has also provided new opportunities that are... That are that can be taken advantage of and and maybe be the start of something something great
0: mm wise words wise words wise words so um i mean how 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 do you feel because uh, uh, you, you know you're in Hawaii now, but the fact that your nickname is the prodigy um and and the fact that you- inspire so many people in singapore does that how do you what does it make you feel
2: um Sorry, could you re- repeat the question? Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. no, so I, I mean, your nickname is the prodigy, right? And and you know, here here on in Singapore, you are talking to two uh, mid thirties guys who are also inspired by you, and I'm sure you're inspiring a lot of other people. Lah. So does it ever um, occur to you, or how do you how do you think about that?
2: Um, I feel. I feel very grateful for the position that I'm in, and that I'm able to to inspire others um, who who watch my performances, and and my goal is just to you know keep doing what I love and and inspiring other people to do the same.
1: Awesome, yeah. You know, I, I Victoria, I'm just so glad that you asked Harish to repeat this question because that brings us back. I mean, to that. I remember when you know, when you first made your debut, there was that moment when. When you are being interviewed in your post-fight interview, mm. and you and they asked you a question, then you immediately ask them, "Can you repeat your question?" And that moment that went viral on the internet, like yeah. I think it's like over <laughs> two million views of that clip. So it was just, i mean, to, to to me, it was just such a it was such a great moment because it's like you know, like uh, for us, it was watching like a, this this teenage teenager debut on, on this grand stage and just uh, yeah, you know, just just enjoying life and and just enjoying the moment. Uh. So so I mean uh, congrats on, on all your su- success so far, uh you know uh, and as mentioned you know Victoria has a fight coming up at the end of September so uh the, towards the end of September so I think uh we yeah we we uh, I'm, we're sure it'll turn out well uh, we wish you all the best for that any Harish any any last words for her?
0: Uh no I mean thanks so much for taking the time amidst your schedule for for the fight and wish you all the
2: best. Thank you for having me
0: on the show. Cool. All right, man. All right. Cool, Have cool. a good day and good luck. Okay, thank you. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Victoria. So that was Victoria Lee coming to us from Hawaii. And yeah, well, I, I
1: really wow, well, I really am damn amazed that she's seventeen years old and then like just crushing it with life really, like, right? Yeah. yeah, uh, and uh, you know, flying around the world and then like you know, fighting fighting people much older than her. So la,
0: including including her next fight also. Well. Yeah, and I mean, I guess I guess it's it's interesting because from a young age it was almost like she she found what she likes to do. Uh, I mean, she grew mm. up in the climate, so so I can imagine that she grew to like it also. But now, yeah, she's because you know you you always hear people say, oh, you know, once you find your your thing, your calling, and then you dive straight in. I guess for people from her family you start off young and you basically got a a phenomenal head start la. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because uh, she, well she but, says but, well she says that she yeah she's has friends in school and she she has that school life. I can't imagine it being like like a normal kid's school life la, right? Yeah, I mean uh, but, but the the things I guess is uh
1: being in Hawaii also is probably quite different also la, from what I understand about Hawaiian culture. I mean like like fighting is a there is a very big uh, fighting culture there as well. Mm. Uh, so it is seen and there are a lot of big champions from Hawaii la, right you know. Yeah. Uh Max Holloway and all that but um BJ Penn Max Holloway. But the I think yeah, la, the big thing is how do they how do they balance, like how do they balance everything like you know going to school and all these things because in Singapore I think it would be like it just feels like there's so many obstacles in the way to pursuing this kind of career, la. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, don't say Joseph's schooling all that, but in you know like at least swimming is like a Olympic sport and everything. But MMA is still is still finding its ground. La. Yeah.
0: So i would be curious because like like in ten fifteen years, uh, like what 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 they move on to because their whole life is probably gonna be anchored in, in MMA, Because like, once you have that much expertise, there's so much you can do, right? But yes, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seventeen years Interesting. old. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, yeah.
1: So that was uh, Victoria Lee But um, on to our next segment, which yes, is the uh, back to the normal programming of uh, one
0: short Look comment. Comment. And what is what's your comment, man?
1: Uh, I just need to pull it up. Man. If you you can go ahead if you have yours first.
0: Mm. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, yes, I, I I have, yeah, I okay, have okay. mine.
1: Yeah. Uh I mean I I think mean shout out to Kosher Jellyfish who posted a screenshot of a Google ad that she saw that had um I believe it's I believe it's Kish Kishan, right? And um KG yeah. and, Yumi, and and KG love from Yumi and Hara. Yeah. Uh y- Yume Hara. Uh yeah, the the two of them their faces being on the on this Google ad about I forgot my password. I think uh, there's also a video behind it and all that, right? Mm, mm. But uh, funny that someone posted it. They came across this ad. I actually thought it was Terence and Harish. Yeah? <laughs> so I'm like, wow, just because it's a, a Indian guy and a guy of East Asian descent, merely they, they think it's us already. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And I mean, that, that guy, Kishan, I mean, they're both friends of ours. Uh, and Kishan is yeah, someone I've yeah. been routinely mistaken for. Um and I mean vice versa, mm. lah, him too. But uh he they're both from the channel Wa Banana. So it was mm. just interesting because normally I cannot the mis mistaken identity. Now you also cannot. Yeah, yeah random that's why I say a random East Asian.
1: Uh of of anyone of East Asian descent also can pass off as me already So
0: yeah. yeah. I guess the the uh expressions also kind of fit the expressions that we sometimes have. Lah. Yeah, the big eyes and the yeah, the big mouth and all that. The big eyes and the big mouth. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, the, the there's no one particular comment. But our latest podcast about the S C F general appointed as CEO of preschool sector agency. Um, yeah, there there yeah. are people commenting, uh, and just just some. It, it's not it's not clear. There's there's no clear like okay you know this this is bad that the SAF general was parachuted into this and some people are just offering some thoughtful thoughts about how they see SAF officers like be it we mm. like CEOs of MNCs or, or the process of of as uh, people becoming SAF generals in the first place like. so it's just a mm. it's just a healthy discussion la
1: yeah yeah I think I think uh, it's yeah it's a good it's a good discussion to have uh, some people are, are you know and some people are, are even coming with their own personal experience of working in particular ministries as well like, right yeah exactly so 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 it's uh yeah you you get uh, even even if you are, you're you' you've never done ns before you get a sense of uh how it works ar- around these places
0: like. yeah i just i just like it when yeah. people share their experiences uh of a certain vocation especially in response to us just saying hey does anybody have experience in that vocation? Please share it on our subreddit. So so thanks to all, all those right. who commented. Forever Clueless, uh, King, Raikota, Floculencio, and, and others. Yeah. Cool, yeah. man. Yeah. Cool. Alright, now time and for then... one-shock thing. Yes.
1: Mm. So what is your one-shock thing? My
0: one-shock thing is that... So this was what I mentioned at the start of the podcast uh, about how I mm. watched Shang-Chi last night and... I was underwhelmed, and I don't know whether mm. it was because expectations were quite high, given that mm-hmm. all the reviews are fucking glowing. Um, and I know people, including yourself, I think told me, okay, this is, this is not like Crazy Rich Asians. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, better. So I, I think yeah. Mm. I I remember feeling a little bored in the middle also, and mm. and the thing mm. is when I tried to look for reviews of Shang-Chi, I really had to struggle to find anything that gave it a lukewarm thing. I think there was one on the website, The Slant, and the rest of it was on Reddit. Mm. La. Every other review is fucking glowing. La. And then I was thinking, mm. am I just a, 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 a snob or a douche? Or maybe i am just got, got Marvel fatigue. La. You're just a contrarian. La. Like, Fuck you. you la, like, okay? No, no. All like, this. Uh, I can I can explain why <laughs> I, I found it underwhelming. La. Yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean to to me yeah, the Please do yeah yeah. Yeah, like the the whole there were I know Marvel movies um uh the the story is yeah, it's critical but it's not the only thing li- uh, but I found so many mm. things that were a little too convenient um story-wise. Um I mean visuals and and all that I think is great. The characters to me were uh, a little kind of like super superficial and and nothing Nothing that, that really hooked me like and, and I can say there have been other Marvel movies that I felt like wow fuck this was this was great this was a good story there was some something that made me go like wow or like oh whereas this one I was just like okay like it's a it's a cool uh, sizzle reel that was two hours la like. so mm. and, and I think that the story itself it felt a little too okay Chinese uh, privilege no 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 not, not even Chinese <laughs> privilege like like Tony Leong was fucking great lah like. Um, the, as a villain, but I I think it just felt that it was, it you like that there. I think every Marvel movie follows a formula, but for me, this one the formula stuck out like crazy. And by the end, I was like, "Uh, okay, is this like certain moments that I felt they could have tweaked the heartstrings to make it a little more like heartfelt?" Then they just try and insert a joke or something. And and movies like mm. Guardians of the Galaxy and and a few other Marvel movies when it when it once to explore an emotion it really goes there like, and then it brings you back this one I felt mm. it was very safe la. it was very <laughs> safe I will yeah. g- g- uh, say that you know just seeing the full cast of like um, people you rarely see on TV uh, that's that's great la. And, and the visuals are fucking great and a mm, lot of mm. a lot of instances of Chinese culture that I saw there I was all like hey, that, that's, that's, that's cool mm. but I was underwhelmed I see, I see. you liked it right okay I haven't watched it actually. Oh, you haven't watched it. I oh, I thought you watched yeah. it. Okay, fuck. Please, please watch it because I'm also thinking like, yeah. am I just uh, what? Like, wh- is it just me? Because my girlfriend really enjoyed it.
1: Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. Like
0: Crazy Rich Asians are similar, right? Oh no, 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 that one she didn't enjoy it.
1: She enjoyed it. Then you. She didn't. Fuck you. you. She didn't. Fuck it. you. She didn't enjoy it. <laughs> 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 you kicked her when you said she enjoyed she it. Didn't she enjoy did what? It, okay? she <laughs> didn't enjoy it. Okay, she didn't enjoy it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah Are you trying to convince
0: me or convince
3: yourself?
0: <laughs> 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 fuck you. La, maybe one day I think someone uh, mentioned already before, would we ever bring our partners onto the podcast? I floated it uh, uh right. to her and she was like, Hell no.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. Because the interrogation that I will mm. I will I will lay la, on, on her but, yeah, well, but in the spirit of uh yeah, in the spirit of Chinese privilege, mm. I also wanted to my one thing is actually uh a uh, collaboration between um Annette, oh, Annette yeah. Lee, the ex, yeah. the S gag girl yeah yeah uh, the, the one who used to be from S Gang yeah the she's very funny and uh Benjamin King yeah who have started a new series called The End and Ben show and episode 3 of that series specifically they call it the Tsukunaka is the Cai Fan song uh and it's basically a yeah, la, parody of like um you know how uh, for for those who, who you know haven't seen it or, or or you know, not won't see it because it's, it's a Chinese song. Like, essentially, mm. it's a parody of how like uh, when you go and order food from the mixed rice economic rice store. Uh, most of the time, most Singaporeans don't actually know what each dish is called, so they just say uh, this or that in Chinese yeah. Uh and then there's whatever you order is just generally called uh, mixed rice lah, right? Yeah, tai tai fun and all. So yeah, the song is about how. Nervous they get when when they actually have to make an order and then they, everything they just have to point here and circle circle and hope that they you know the hope that the auntie and uncle doesn't judge them for not knowing what they're they're talking about yeah um so yeah that was the that's the general gist of the song I mean it's a it's a nice song but it's a, on a larger scale it's also a parody of how um you know like like when I love it when they juxtapose very. Very cheesy, not say cheesy uh parody very um very light uh, inconsequential topics with very heavy melodramatic music like which yeah. is you know uh is a hallmark of like a lot of uh, uh the, the the more old school chinese pop kind of music uh. yeah so uh and I think the, even the lyrics themselves is is generally like the the chi- the level of chinese uh in the those lyrics isn't very good either, so it reflects it reflects on what it, uh, Singaporeans' uh, understanding of Chinese also is lah. Yeah. And uh, but that is all you know. don't let me, if I put my racial lens, right, the first question i was going to ask is, why is it, why is this, um, why doesn't this include a bit more diversity, lah? This this whole thing, lah. You know. Wow, you put uh, all racial lens about, already. Eh? Why is it only about Chinese food, lah? Hmm. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just being. I'm just being. Uh, I'm just virtue signaling here. Like. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a very good thing, like, But but I mean, you 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 watched it and you appreciated it also, I lot, right? fucking loved
0: it, man. Like mm-hmm. uh, I think like uh, uh because I mean we we've also worked with Benjamin King. He is one talented dude. Uh, he was in mm-hmm. our show that is still uh waiting to see the light of day because of a liquidation. Yeah. But yeah. he's super talented and like I I saw this. i was like fuck. This is good, man. This is really really good and. Yeah, but but you, do to, you you understood the, the context I mean, of it, everything. I mean, got lyrics, I fucking love Chai Fan. Uh, uh, I, I love Chai Fan. I think Chai Fan, yeah, is, is a Chinese term but everybody knows mixed rice. Like, so at no point did I mm. feel like, eh, hey, why got no like... In fact, some of the dancers and all, they still had a uh, diverse... Diverse dance group, but Yeah, yeah, but uh, but there's like token representation. Yeah, but, but right? They never, you know, sing in Malay or Yeah, no, this or, one or, I have no issues at all. They they can choose to sing whatever they want. I felt more Singaporean watching this than some of the NDP songs and I thought it was fucking great, la.
1: So you've internalized the racism. Yes, yes. I'm uh, I <laughs> I'm
0: detrimental to my fellow Indian brethren and, and sisters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean yeah. La. I mean I don't not not that I'm trying to uh, be a dick about it After la, this you'll you know, be like Oh mean,
0: ah, I stood up for my Minority brothers You know Check I, I've i done my uh, Privilege uh, counter Yeah uh, Exactly for today Virtue signal already yeah, Your quota But you
1: see But because Annette and Annette oh, I don't hey, 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 even ah. pronounce Your names Pronounce your names Properly ah. These language Nazis Are going to come to me <laughs> Annette and Ben Are both like Chinese Chinese right? yeah. So A bit hard for them to To To, to you know, sing about something else in another language if they're not very familiar with it. Also, like
0: right. But even then, like I don't. It might, it might come yeah. across the wrong way. So but I right? don't think they owe it to sing in different languages. Like like if, uh, and I think they can sing Chinese, English, and all. I just thought as a song, as a creative collaboration. And same like you, I, f- I love it when they pair light-hearted things with melodrama. And I thought I watched this. I was like, God damn, this is good. So if I put on my my that you know woke lens, mm.
1: I will be asking, hey, how come they never? Then they should have ha- added a site about Indian rojak also, because Indian rojak I face the same issues. I also point, I also point here, point there. I don't know what is everything. So yeah, right. then right.
0: you can go post on Facebook and uh, <laughs> get gather your echo chamber there, la. Yeah, get my support there, like yeah. James Lim. Yeah, you la, try la. Then you hashtag that you know, like stand, I'm standing up for my minority. I'm an ally. Yeah. I'm a minority ally. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Wake up, wake up, Singapore. Wake up, haven't Singapore. haven't you all seen this, yeah.
0: No, I mean, I mean, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's It's, yeah, it's very popular, yeah. la, this
1: But but you also popular. like it, lah, right? Funny. La. I mean, I love it, lah. I, mean, I mean, it's like everything that a Chinese person could ask for, <laughs> yeah, la, <right?
0: laughs> That's I like this Chinese yeah. people around
1: Singapore, they <laughs> woke like, up to this,
0: and they're like, "This is a good day."
1: to the max This, la, this is know? a great day. This is a great yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, everything about
0: being Chinese and not being able to speak it. Well, see, I, I now I don't like, know oh. I don't know whether you're being serious or not. Can you just answer yes or no? You like it? Can you Mr. can you just answer the question, Mr. Cha?
1: I like it, but I know that someone will say I'm, it's because I got Chinese privilege
0: as hey, well. Like don't it, you know? don't self-censor until like yeah, that, I, lah, bro. Like well that's the world we're in. No, eh, don't ah, don't be so don't be it. so pessimistic. You, you gotta you gotta kid now. You need to be a bastion of positivity, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I, I you know I,
1: I like yeah. Like it. I think it's very creative, yeah, and, and I think uh, um and I think yeah, more more Singaporean, uh, people, uh, Singapore artists, singers, all should try to sing in uh in Mandarin. Not 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 because oh, okay, just now, now you're shooting yourself less, in the foot, like. <laughs> no, no, but not 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 being not being a Chinese nationalist or anything. But it just opens up different markets for them also. Yeah, I mean, like, admittedly,
0: you know? we also did a Chinese web series earlier this year. Uh yeah, just yeah, by, yeah. By, by circumstances also. Lah. The opportunity came yeah, up and we were like, Yeah, yeah. why not? Well, just give it a go and then see if, if there's a market
1: that appeals appeals to because I would love to see the two of them like make it big in, in you know in, in other
0: markets Yeah, also. and they are talented, man. So shout out yeah, to the yeah. both of them. Cool. Cool, man. All right. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Thanks for listening, Peace. everybody. Bye bye.